Hey guys, this video today is going to be on how to prepare yourself and your home and your vehicles for the winter months in Colorado. Stay tuned to the end so you get all the information. Hey guys, real quick before we get in that video, this is my name is James Dean with James Dean, my real estate team. And I just wanted to make sure if you haven't done this already, make sure you hit that subscription button down below the notification bell. What that does is keeps you notified. Every time we come up with a new video, we do at least two a week. And I just want to keep you updated and just cool things to do, cool things to see out here within the Woodland Park and Teller County area. And you get to see a little bit of how I like live my life out here as well. If you've got any questions or comments, please don't hesitate. Give me a call, shoot me a text at 719-266-2725. You can also email me at info at jdmret.net. And I will get back to you as fast as I can to answer any of those questions or comments. And if you've got any real estate needs out here whatsoever, please, once again, don't hesitate. Give me a call or, or you know, shoot me that email or that text. This is James Dean with James Dean, my real estate team, the team leader here. And I absolutely love living here and I love helping people out here in this area too. Hope you guys like this video. Okay, well, it's coming guys. Here come the winter months. We're ending September as I'm filming this video. You're gonna be watching it in October when it posts and winter is coming. So uh, not to, put a pawn too much on the whole Game of Thrones thing, but it is coming. You're in Colorado, so it is something that everybody expects. So we've got great things that come in winter. Skiing, snowmobiling, snowshoeing, just beautiful, beautiful, white, fluffy stuff all over the place. I love it. Beautiful change of seasons. Right now, the leaves are changing colors, and it's not uncommon by this time of year to have already had a little bit of snow flurries kind of going on, and we usually get our first significant snow right around Halloween time. Pretty common to have that, so it's actually something that accumulates. So as you start looking towards preparing yourself, your family, and your vehicles, and your home for the winter months, I hope this video kind of helps kind of guide you in those areas. So first of all, uh, just want to start off with, if you have not experienced a winter here in Colorado before, um, and if you're from the East Coast or somewhere that's more moist, it's not going to be as brutal as you might think it is with the temperatures that you've seen because we have a very dry climate up here. Um, the only time it can get a little brutal is if we have some wind that's kind of mixed in with that, but usually it's very, very livable and very, very nice. I've had times in the southeast of the United States where I've been way colder down there in the 40s and 30s than I have here in the negative uh, temperatures <laughs> uh, quite a bit. So. Just something to think about as you go through this. But it's always good to have good clothes that are nice and warm, moisture-wicking clothes. Um, I love flannels, jeans, uh, some nice jackets, so some poofy jackets uh, um, with uh, some down feathers in them. Those are always very, very popular and very, very much so liked. Make sure you have gloves and then knit caps, whatever you need to do to cover up the skin in your head as well. That'll help keep you warm during the process. Also, don't make the mistake I did when I first got out here and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go check this property out. Uh, I'm, and I've just walked off without snowshoes on and it was some pretty thick snow. I got about 50 feet and I was like, this is a bad idea and turned around and came back. So listen to the locals out there. Don't just think you can hike out there necessarily without snowshoes. Sometimes you can if it's packed down, but definitely if you're looking at doing a lot of outdoor activities or looking about moving around in the snow, snowshoeing and snowshoes would be a good thing to start with to at least kind of get you acclimated, at least help you move around. And that's usually snow that's 
anywhere from six inches plus that you're going to probably want some snowshoes with on there as well. And it might have just accumulated over time also. Uh, so your vehicle is what we're going to talk about next. Now vehicles, the, some of the big things on vehicles is obviously make sure you, you're keeping your oil changed, all your fluids are up to date. Make sure for your windshield washer fluid that it is the coldest rated one there is. Um, I say that because you're going to see some that are blue that say negative 20 and you're going to think, oh, I'm good down to negative 20. Not necessarily. We've had the blue windshield washer fluid freeze at 15, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so not anywhere near the negative 20 and that's because of the wind. When you're out driving, um, you just don't want that to happen, especially if you're trying to get slush off your windshield and it's a snowy, really cold, wet day. You don't want to be fighting the, the windshield washer fluid that you've got freezing. So we always recommend folks get, it's a purple one, you can get it at Walmart, you can get a tractor supply normally, you can get it at a hardware store. They rate it down to negative 30 and negative, I think it's negative 32 degrees is what it's rated down to, but it's purple. I think there's a yellow orange one that does the same thing as well. But make sure you get the coldest rated one because it's nothing's worse than having that freezing reservoir, freezing or windshield when you're trying to clear the windshield, it makes it even worse than it was and makes it very difficult and very unsafe to drive. So very, very important to do that too. Also, this is the time of year that you don't want to be pushing your your gas uh, tank to the to the limit. So what I mean by that is, is I know in the summertime you probably push. I know I'm guilty of doing it too till the till the gas light comes on before you get gas. It's a good rule of thumb: always keep at least half a tank of gas in your car. You never know if something's going to happen if you get stuck somewhere, and your vehicle is going to be your only source of heat until you get out of that stuck situation. And up here in the mountains, you don't want to get isolated without a heat source up here or have a gas run out in your vehicle if you get stuck in it somewhere while waiting for the snow to pass or waiting for a plow to come through. So by keeping half tank of gas in your vehicle at all times, it helps to at least have that heat source there with you to keep you and your family safe if something should happen along those lines. Another thing with your vehicle that you want to look at doing is uh, if you don't already have them is getting some kind of an all seasons or winter or snow tire on your vehicle. So for the smaller compact vehicles, Blizzak uh, snow tires are some of the best out there that you can get, throw them on. You don't want to have them on if it's going to be any warmer than about 60 degrees Fahrenheit uh, because the rubber will start tearing up, but they're great tires for driving around in the snow uh, during the winter months. Just be ready to take them off and put them on based on the, the temperature. So it's kind of a guessing game of when you're going to have them on and when you're going to take them off. But just know that they can deteriorate and destroy very quickly if it's too warm outside. They will not work great on ice. Not much will unless you've got studded tires. Not a lot of places out here really need studded tires. We don't have a lot of ice storms. When we do get ice, it's usually only for a half a day or less. It's very quick and then it melts and it's gone. They do a great job taking care of the roads. And if it is a really icy day, that might be a good day just to call snow day and not go in that day. It might happen once or twice a year. Uh, and it's usually in the fall or springtime that we end up with a little bit of an ice storm because it's in that fluctuation of temperatures. Uh, they're not an ice storm, but a storm that could cause ice to formulate on the roads. If you've got an SUV or if you've got a truck, I always recommend we've got this on all our SUVs and our trucks. We've had it on every single one that we've had since we've been here because nothing outperforms these tires. It's the BF Goodrich KO2s. Uh, those are absolutely the best tires. I just saw a commercial the other day said they're the number one selling tire in the United States. I can understand why. They work great in the summertime, springtime, mud. Uh, rain, snow, they just worked great with, within all those 
uh, different scenarios. Uh, so that's what we have on our trucks and what we have on our SUVs as well, what we utilize all the time. Now with the house. So if you're living in a house all the time, there's some, some of these things you're not gonna have to worry about doing. If you've got a vacation rental that you own out here, or you've got a home that you're gonna be gone on vacation from for a little while, you might wanna start thinking about some kind of winterization on the home. Uh, because if the home has power, then the likelihood of any pipes freezing are pretty slim because you know it's it's got power on there and it's got the heat sources keeping it above freezing. But if the power goes out, nobody's home sitting for you, nobody's watching that home for you, you might not know the power went out. And then suddenly the heat stops working and then you've got frozen pipes, which could be a massive mess once those start melting and if the water keeps pumping in, you could end up with a flooded house as well. So one of the things you wanna look at is winterizing your home. Um, and the way to do that is you can blow out the pipes in the house itself so that it cleans all the water out. You want to get all the water out of the tanks and the, and the toilets. Put some, you can even put a little bit of um, um, antifreeze in that stuff as well to keep it from freezing also. Um, you don't want to do that in your drinking water, obviously, but I'm just talking about toilets and those different things. But uh, you don't want to put a whole lot in there either, especially for an aseptic. But the less water you've got in the actual house itself, the better off you are on that too. And then dropping the temperature to 45, 50 degrees. 50 is pretty common on there so you're not paying a massive heating bill uh, keeping a house warm just keeping it above freezing and just making sure that everything's in place for that as well there's plumbers out there and if you need one i've got a great one that'll come out there and winterize your place for you and get you all set up and taken care of in that in that aspect as well now for those that aren't necessarily leaving you're going to be gone during the winter months things to make sure you watch out for on your house is make sure um, you're not leaving hoses hooked up to those hose bibs outside of the house. Uh, it doesn't matter if the water is running or not. And you don't want to let the water just trickle while it's doing that too. I mean, we get some pretty serious temperatures here. That could freeze up and then it backs back down and burst some pipes as well on that too. But if you leave the hose hooked up, the hoses a lot of times will have a little bit of water in there and it will keep it from doing its job, especially if it's a winterized bib. Uh, which you absolutely need. If you don't have one of those, definitely get one. And until you can get one, get one of those little styrofoam bells to kind of put over, you can get them at all the hardware stores and put over the actual faucet itself to help keep that from freezing. But the idea is, is to keep the water from freezing and then making its way back into the pipes. That's the whole thought process. That's why you want to pull those hoses off as well. Be careful too, if you've got uh, animals outside, their water sources will also freeze. There's lots of heated bowls and stuff that you can do too. And then also if you've got dogs or cats that are just, I mean, they're not made for the for the winter, short hair, make sure you've got a heated, insulated place to have them in. Um, it's not fair to them to be left outside. So make sure you're doing that and taking care of your animals also. Um, as far as the home is concerned, if you've got a boiler, uh, any kind of a boiler system, you want to just set a comfortable temperature and leave it. Don't bounce it back and forth. You will see an astronomical heating bill if you do that. Uh, that's if you have a boiler system, so an in-ground heat or in-ground in-floor heating that's boiler uh, utilized or a baseboard on that. That's typically the way you want to handle those so you don't have a crazy gas bill that kind of comes off of that. If you've got a furnace, set it the way you want it to as far as maybe keeping it cooler in the evenings and then warming it up during the, during the daytime when everybody's out moving. It's something you can do with that too. And then if you're utilizing a wood source uh, or even like a gas fireplace, gas fireplaces will have thermostats, you can set those. If you don't have one, highly recommend getting one with a thermostat on there just because they're so easy to set um, and you don't have to worry about having a load of wood. But if you have a wood burning source, 
make sure it's loaded at night um, so that way it kind of carries throughout the night as much as long as possible and just keep that going it keeps the house nice and warm uh, as well and just keep that steady constant temperature if you can throughout the home uh, also as snowstorms come in um, with the home you want to be able to snow plow or shovel those off as quickly as possible. Uh, our snow is typically very, very light and powdery. What you don't want to have happen is it melt and then refreeze at night, melt and refreeze, and then it becomes an ice block or it becomes really heavy. The quicker you can plow it and shovel it, the lighter it's going to be typically, and the quicker it'll go and the much easier it'll be as well. Make sure you're watching for any kind of ice dams on your roof also. Um, those will typically happen on the north side of a roof or a shaded portion where it'll melt and freeze and melt and freeze and create these ice dams. Those can get up into the shingles as well and cause damage up there. So just kind of keep an eye on that. If you have a big snow, sometimes it's nice to just get out there with a broom and just kind of broom it off the roof if you can as well. And then watch out for those big limbs coming down too. If we have a big heavy wet snowstorm that comes in, that could be another source of possible injury or damage to your property if you're not careful out there too. Another quick tip, um, if it's a snowstorm's coming in, make sure you lift those windshield wipers. That'll keep them from freezing to the windshield. It makes it much easier to get that snow off that windshield when you're ready to leave and you're ready to move. So I hope you find these tips really helpful and I hope you guys enjoy the video. I really hope you guys enjoyed that video. Don't forget, if you've got any questions, comments, whatever you've got, please send them to me. You can call or text me at 719-266-2725. You can also email me at info at jdmret.net. I would love to be your local real estate agent. I'd love to be your local expert. So anything, it doesn't have to be real estate related, please don't hesitate to ask. Let me know what those questions are and I will get them right back to you. I look forward to seeing you guys next time.